Life Audio. The How to Study the Bible podcast is brought to you by BibleStudyTools.com and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith affirming podcasts, visit LifeAudio.com. If we're kind of falling into that, like if I pray a certain way, if I chant a certain thing, if I say it a certain way, I can get the Spirit to show up. No, the Spirit is above us. God our Father is, His ways are not our ways. His ways are higher than our ways. We submit to what He wants. We don't actually try to get Him to submit to the way we do it. Have you ever wondered if your prayer is effective? Do you ever sort of wonder to yourself, am I doing this right? Is this supposed to be how it feels? Is this how I am to connect to my Heavenly Father? If so, my friends, then you are in the right place. Welcome to How to Study the Bible. My name is Nicole Eunice, and I'm so glad to be your guide on this journey as we are about to embark on a Lenten study called How to Pray. And we're going to be talking through slowly over the next six weeks, the Lord's Prayer that's found in the Gospels, particularly we're going to look at the uh, the piece that's found in Matthew. And we have lots of ways for you to engage in the study. So if you're new here, um, let me tell you a little bit about what we do here. And I know that we have some new friends who've joined us for this series. And then I'm going to just cover some of the housekeeping on how we're going to do this study. Now, you can just listen. You can just be here right now. And that is well and good. And I believe that the Lord will use that in your life. But we've also got a couple of other pieces for you. So um, welcome to this study. So what we do here on this podcast is we just take a piece of scripture and we work through um, a, just a way to engage the scripture in a way that it just it brings our hearts to life, it brings our minds to life. We ask um, very simple questions of the text. First, we start with what does it say? We try to be good observers of what we're reading and really be able to restate what it says. And then we ask the question, what's the backstory? What do we need to understand about what's going on around this passage so that we can accurately interpret what it means? And that's our third question. What does this mean? What are the principles that we find at play? And we're going to talk specifically about principles in this study. Um, And then the fourth one is, what does it mean for me? How is God using even just these few minutes that we spend together in God's Word to bring God's Word to life, to transform me? Because my friends, if all we have is knowledge, we are losing. That is not what it is about to follow Christ. What it's about to follow Christ is transformation. It's about becoming more and more Christ-like in the way that we live our lives, in the way that we see our calling, our work, our relationships, the way that we engage with the ups and downs of life, the way that we handle our emotions, all of this becomes a part of what it means to be shaped like Christ. And that's what we're doing here. That's what we're really doing. At the end of the day, yes, does knowledge matter? Absolutely. Do we need sound doctrine in our lives? 100%. But if it is not changing you and changing your heart, then something is amiss. And my desire here is that we would move through Bible study in these 15-minute segments in a way that actually moves you to transformation in your heart. So we've built in some extra things to help with that. So if you're joining us, I want you to know you can join the the 1,200 people in our Facebook group who are also going through how to pray. And our Facebook group is optional. You don't need to be in it, but 
if you want to be in it, I show up there for some live videos. I answer questions when people have questions through the study. And there's just a, there's good mutual encouragement from other folks who are walking through this study together. So that's an option for you. And we also have a weekly download, which gives you some experiential practices around prayer. And you it is not too late to jump into that. All you need to do is go to NicoleEunice.com slash how to pray. And you can just put in your email. Everything's totally free. We'll send you a weekly email that gives you kind of a weekly practice that goes along with this six-week series. So from now until Easter, every Monday, you'll get a new podcast around this series, How to Pray. We're going to work through that Lord's Prayer together. And then in addition to that, you can get an email with that free study guide that will come to your email. So to get all that information, all you need to do is go to NicoleEunice.com slash how to pray. It's in the show notes as well if you want to find it there. And then that will give you the link to the Facebook group that will give you the email. So you'll get all of those things that we have put together because we really want to help you engage with this really in a daily way. Even though the podcast is only once a week, we've got some stuff to help you just engage daily with the experience of prayer. We're going to offer you some things that maybe you haven't tried before. Um, And really the heart of that is to create space for the spirit to speak to us and to create space where we can honor our heavenly father with our hearts open to him, with our minds clear to be with him through prayer. So that, my friends, is what we are doing here. Hey guys, we're here because the Bible has changed so many lives. So just take a second and think about if you didn't have access to a Bible or you weren't even allowed to have one. This is a reality that many around the world are facing, which is why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country, and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language, and that's where you come in. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my new book, Not What I Signed Up For. Simply text STUDY to 71326 to help today. That's S-T-U-D-Y or visit give.crew.org slash study. Again, that's give.cru.org slash study. Message and data rates may apply and available to U.S. addresses only. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. So today we're going to talk about prerequisites to prayer. We're going to talk about the little passage that leads into Jesus teaching people how to pray. Okay, so this is going to be in Matthew 6, verses 5 through 8. And actually, I'm going to go into verse 9 as well. So if you want to open your scripture, if you want to read in your Bible, underline it. If you haven't seen it, let's go to Matthew chapter 6 together. And here is our passage. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. 
Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This, then, is how you should pray. And after that, verse 9, then we get into our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And we're going to work through that over the next several weeks. But I want to talk about this first passage and just work through our um, how to study the Bible method, right? This all comes from my book, Help, My Bible is Alive. It's a 30-day boot camp to help you understand and understand how to interpret your Bible. So that's for you if you need that. But if you're new here, that's what we're going to do every time we ask those four questions. So that first question is, what does it say? So before we go any further, we want to dig in a little bit and say, okay, do I understand this? What questions do I have about this? What makes sense to me? What doesn't make sense to me? And so when we do that, the first thing that stands out to me right away is this, do not be like the hypocrites. And I just underline the hypocrites in my Bible because even the phrasing the hypocrites is weird. It sounds like it's talking about a title, doesn't it? It's not, we talk about people you might be hypocritical, right? And of course, the word hypocrite means to not be aligned in your words and actions. So I say one thing and I do another. I say I'm good, but then I do bad things, right? I say that I'm all that, but I'm not all that. Whatever that is, that's how we think of the word hypocrite. But here it says the hypocrite. So I'm going to write a little question mark next to that because I want to investigate a little bit further. What does that mean? And then that goes on to say they're praying, standing in the synagogue and on the street corners to be seen by others. So I wrote next to that part, okay, religious, like outwardly religious, outwardly spiritual. And then it goes on and says, truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. So I'm again, what is the reward, right? And then we see the next part. When you pray, go into your room, close the door, pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you up. There's that word reward again. So we've got this contrast, right, being set up. We kind of have these two groups of people, actually three groups of people, right? We've got the hypocrites. We've got how to do it in the middle. And we've got the pagans, right? So we've got these three groups. And then I put a little list underneath each one. I'm like, well, what do hypocrites do? Well, they love for people to see them praying, right? And what do hypocrites do? They've already received their reward. And then we've got the middle section. But when you pray, and it says, go into your room, close the door, pray to your father who's unseen. He will see what you've done in secret. So I've put down like prayer is private, at least in this, this is a, this is a personal private experience with my father. And that is then a reward will come from there, right? And then we've got this third group, which is the pagans, right? It says, keep on babbling on. They think they'll be heard many words. It says, do not be like them. And then we've got this reminder, right? That your father already knows what you need. So my friends, this is often a misinterpreted passage. People will read this passage and see it as a formula that you have to follow all the time, right? And the formula is don't pray out loud, pray in private, go into a small room, go into a closet, right? And pray, don't use a lot of words, only use these words. And people add a lot to this. And it's very easy to read this passage and interpret it to mean there is only one specific way to pray. But listen, there are many places in scripture that we see and experience prayer. We see and experience Jesus speaking to his father out loud in front of other people. We see and experience him praying privately in the garden. We see and experience him praying for his disciples. And there's other places in scripture that teach us about prayer. So this is not the only way to do it. What happens when people misinterpret the Bible, when they take it too literally, 
like this is a formula and you have to follow this formula, is that we actually don't look for the principles at play that we want to understand, which is why that's our third question. What are the principles here that Jesus is speaking about? What are the, what's the general framework that we can grab from this passage? Hey guys, we're here because the Bible has changed so many lives. So just take a second and think about if you didn't have access to a Bible or you weren't even allowed to have one. This is a reality that many around the world are facing, which is why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language, and that's where you come in. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my new book, Not What I Signed Up For. Simply text STUDY to 71326 to help today. That's S-T-U-D-Y or visit give.crew.org slash study. Again, that's give.cru.org slash study. Message and data rates may apply and available to U.S. addresses only. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com. Com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. Let's talk about what the backstory is, because that's kind of our question, too. What's the backstory? What do we need about, to know about what's happening here in this passage? The first thing is I've already brought your attention to this word hypocrite. So the word hypocrite in the Greek is the same word that we use for actor. And I love that because it's like, do not be like the actors, meaning people who act a certain way, but their hearts are not in it. And in this passage, Jesus talks about this idea of praying to be heard, to be seen by others, which goes against the nature of prayer. Because if prayer is talking to God, why do we need to do it for other people to hear us? Do you know what I'm saying? Perhaps you know some folks like this. Perhaps you've seen that happen in your life before where you're like, I feel like I'm more about like a performance than I am about an actual prayer. Now, this does not mean that we should not or ever pray publicly. But the principle at play, right, is we have to guard our hearts that we're not doing something to appear a certain way, to appear spiritual, to appear religious, when in reality, we don't have a prayer life with God outside of that public expression, right? And and perhaps you've experienced this before, and I certainly have, and I know what it feels like. And the easiest way for me to kind of check my own heart is to ask, what does my private prayer life look like? Like, am I hearing from God and making space to hear from God and experience God on my own? For, for my Heavenly Father, for my relationship with my Heavenly Father, because then out of that overflow, prayer that's done aloud, prayer for others, will come out of a place of abundance. It will come out of a place of relationship with God. And so we want to have that sense that we're not doing this for others to notice or for others to affirm our religious nature or our holiness or our spirituality. And Jesus makes it really clear. He's like, if that's why you're doing it, that's the only reward you're going to get. If you want people's likes, if you want them to think that you're great, that's the reward that you're going to get. It's not going to go any further than that, 
right? And so the other part of the backstory that I want to make sure that we understand is that this is placed within this larger context, which is the Sermon on the Mount. It's sort of the greatest sermon of all time. It's Jesus's full expression of what it means to be in the kingdom of God. So I want you to keep in mind as we're looking at this passage that this is in the midst of a teaching that is about a completely different operating system in life, that that Jesus is introducing this concept of an upside-down kingdom that is nothing like what we experience as power and authority and goodness and greatness often, that Jesus is actually saying, hey, this is how you're going to live. And if you want to follow me, if you want to be my followers, this is what it's going to look like to live. So if you're not familiar with the Sermon on the Mount, just it would be great to read that alongside of this, because this concept of how to pray is fully embedded in all the rest of this teaching from the Sermon on the Mount. Everything that Jesus is giving us as a framework for what it looks like to pray comes out of the rest of this um, passage about what does it mean to be blessed? What does it mean to forgive? What does it mean to love our neighbor? All of that comes out of this. So just keep that in mind as we're reading that it comes from that place. Okay, so the next question we ask is, well, what does it mean, right? And when we think about what it means, this is where we kind of elevate above the passage and say, okay, what are the principles that we can pull from here? And I think that what we can see here when we look at these principles is that Jesus is setting up a framework that says there is a way that you can pray with a father who loves you and desires relationship with you. This is not about all the words you can say or the the, the ways that you say it. This is not about what you're doing in front of other people. This is actually about a personal relationship with your heavenly father. And then in verse nine, Jesus says, so this is how you pray. He does not say this is what to pray. This is not like a, a spell that we we like chant in order to get our father to hear us. And there is a little bit of that vibe that can go on in churches where it sort of feels like if you do it this certain way, then you can get the spirit to respond to you in this certain way. All of that is false. All of that is completely unfounded because that gives us power over God. We don't have power over God. It's like a three-year-old saying, like, if I turn in a circle four times, I can get my mom to do something. No, moms understand what you're doing. (laughs) Like, they know they have authority, they have knowledge and power to understand that you can't magically make something happen when you're a little kid like that. And so if we're kind of falling into that, like, if I pray a certain way, if I chant a certain thing, if I say it a certain way, I can get the Spirit to show up. No, the Spirit is above us. God, our father is his ways are not our ways. His ways are higher than our ways. We, we, we submit to what he wants. We don't actually try to get him to submit to the way we do it. Does that make sense to you? So one of the things that we're seeing here is that Jesus is giving us a framework to say, I'm going to point you to the things that create a vibrant conversation with your heavenly father. It's not that you have to say it exactly like this, but this is how you're going to pray. And as the weeks unfold, we're going to look at what those principles are, what it means that God's our father, what it means that he's holy. What does it mean that we are talking about the kingdom? What does it mean to talk about forgiveness and evil? And that's all in the Lord's prayer. So we're going to do that together over the next several weeks. But I wanted to just bring those things to your attention so that as we get into these next several weeks, you've got this framework to work with. So finally, what does it mean for me? And what does it mean for me is this is an invitation. Whether you've been walking with God for a long time or this is new for you, I really do feel like this next several weeks is an invitation to create a place of intimacy and connection with your Heavenly Father. 
And if you've been following Jesus for a long time or you've been in church for a long time, but this sounds like something that you haven't experienced, kind of where we started as we opened up the podcast, like if you secretly feel like, am I missing something? Because prayer doesn't feel to me like it seems to feel to other people. Or am I doing this wrong? Because I'm kind of, I get bored and my mind wanders. And is this just me like rehearsing my worries? Like, what am I doing with God? How do I experience God? Does he speak to me? If you have those questions, then you are in the right place. And what we want to do over these next several weeks is create that space where you can just be courageous about showing up and expecting God to show up with you. So what you're going to find in your study guide is that we give you a way to engage with God that's called a breath prayer. So if you've never tried that before, it's an ancient practice. It's a way to kind of meditate upon scripture and to make space in your life for God to speak to you. So you're going to find that in the study guide. I'm really excited to hear how that goes for you. And we are going to have a great several weeks together as we engage with what it looks like to learn how to pray. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening to How to Study the Bible with Nicole Eunice, a production of LifeAudio.com and the Salem Web Network. This episode was produced by Kelly Gibbons and our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey, and edited by Stephen Sanders. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. To learn more about Nicole, you can check out her website at NicoleEunice.com. Her book on how to study the Bible is called Help, My Bible is Alive. And you can find a link to that plus a link to Nicole's site in today's show notes. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for working everything out for my good. Help me trust in your perfect plan. Amen. Father, thank you for loving and caring for me. With Christian prayer meditation, you can pray along to prayers based on specific topics. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Christian prayer meditation. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.